You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to builtbar.com and get 20% off your next order if you use the promo code Locked On 15. Again, that's Locked On 15. And my friend Eric is at, uh, joining us again. Eric Hughes, he does game day productions for TCU baseball. And the last couple of weekends, we've been celebrating as the Frogs have been coming off sweeps and there was really nothing negative to talk about. And I thought that might happen again this week after the TCU got a big win on Friday night on the road. Well, they dropped their last two games. They got run ruled today. It did not go well in Lubbock on Saturday and Sunday. And, I mean, that's that's a baseball season, and, and that's why it's fun to kind of recap this every week. But I'll start with this, Eric. You, I think you generally have good perspective. Uh, I feel like you kind of see the long term a little bit better than me, so I might need you to talk me off the ledge today. Because <laughs> I, I'm not – I mean, if you told me before the weekend Tech was going to take two out of three, that would not have surprised me. That seemed like a very likely thing. I know most of the experts who pick these things, like D1 Baseball, had Tech went in the series, went in two out of three. I just felt like they missed a big opportunity. Uh, when Hunter Wolf hit that grand slam on Saturday, I know it was early in the game, but they went up 4-1, and I thought, okay, this like take this thing, this is it. And they, they couldn't close it out, unfortunately, and then they just got smoked today. Uh, and it felt like, kind of all their weaknesses came out in in this Sunday game and, and a little bit on Saturday too. So they're still seven and two and in the middle of it in the big 12 race, but how disappointing is this? How much of a setback is this as they prepare now to try to bounce back against a really good Oklahoma state team next weekend? Yeah. You know, Steven, I, <laughs> I, I see it in two ways, and, and you kind of you laid it out there really well. I think just first looking at big picture, um, you know, long term, it, this really isn't that big of a hit on 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 the squad. I in the way that I see it, at least, like you like you said, I mean, this is a top two or three team in the conference playing at home. That is Texas Tech uh, with a really good squad, and like you said, I mean. Most most smart baseball people that are, you know, working whether it's D1 baseball or Baseball America, whoever it may be, um, this is this is kind of what they predicted. And so I think long term, you know, you 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 take your losses um and you move on, right? Like this this sort of thing happens. I think the frogs have lost now three straight series in Lubbock. And oddly enough, I was looking over those. Uh, last few series every single time they've won the first game and then dropped the second two so um, always right there but just can't quite finish it off Uh, but yeah man this it it just leaves a bad you feel like you have a bad taste in your mouth after that series you know especially after Friday night getting off to such an incredible I mean you could not have asked for a better start six runs in the first inning top of the first inning you're up 6-0 things are looking so good you never trail that game you get a good win. You use Halen Green for one inning. You, you think, okay, over the next two days, we'll be able to use him some more uh, in tight spots, whatever it may be. Uh, game two, like you said, 
you take that 4-1 lead, uh, and then things just kind of slip away from there. That game two, Austin Krobe just didn't quite have have what it takes to uh, to get out. I think it was just the fourth or fifth inning there that um, he left with the bases loaded, and then you bring in Chuck King, who you think you can trust, and um, he didn't necessarily pitch bad, but he wasn't able to escape that that bases loaded inning. Plunked a batter uh, right off the bat, and then gave up a couple of more runs, and so. It just felt like a series that you could have won, uh, especially, um, yeah, just with that Saturday game. But that's not how it turned out. Uh, so, you know, it definitely – I think the team is obviously disappointed in this, and it feels like one that they should have had. Um, Sunday's game was – you could make an argument that it was the worst game of the year for the team. They did not look good at all. Um, but – these things happen, and you just got to pick it up and move on. So let's dig in here a little bit. Uh, and, and you mentioned those six runs in the first inning. And that's kind of an interesting thing, too, because I think the pitching was worse than the hitting this weekend. It's kind of hard to describe, though. If you look at the box score and you just looked at how things kind of laid out, you'd say, well, they had a pretty good weekend to the plate. But I felt like aside from that first inning – it was pretty up and down, and some of their better hitters struggled. The bullpen was a big issue again, but let's let's stick with positive first uh, because you hit me up with this on Saturday, and I thought it was a good point. River Ridings has kind of become uh, that third guy that you can use in, in high-leverage situations, and he came in Friday night with a 7-3 lead, but – Eric, we know that tech offense can mash. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he was able to, to get a strikeout of he was the only person that was able to get Jace Young out this, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um he had a couple big strikeouts on Saturday too. He did end up giving up uh, a big bomb, a walk-off bomb in the tenth. You know, those things happen, but that was the first run he gave up all season. So he has some flexibility, he has a good arm. It, it is nice, even though the bullpen's still pretty thin, that at least you have someone outside of Halen Green and Chuck King that uh, seems to be able to eat up some innings for you or come in in a big situation and get some key outs. Yeah, I was really – I mean, I was surprised to see him uh, Schloss go to River on, in the eighth inning there. I just assumed, all right, Halen Green time, here we go. You know, like you said, four runs, but against Texas Tech, you don't want to mess around. And so when he went to, to River there in the eighth, I was a little – little taken aback but like you said he was able to uh get the impossible guy to get out josh young and actually i think he got him out friday and saturday um and so yeah it's nice to see him come in um get the job done there like you said wasn't able to 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 finish off the game saturday which was a disappointment but um it does seem like he is going to be the guy that schloss uses especially against um the, the big power lefty guys. That mm-hmm. I think that's what Schloss really likes that that matchup. He kind of comes down at um, not necessarily a sidearm angle, but maybe three-quarters angle with that arm slot. And so, um, yeah, I think Schloss is happy to see the way that he um, has developed so far this year. Uh, but he's unfortunately was about it this weekend out of the bullpen, uh, out of the guys that we um, haven't hit touched up on uh throughout the the season so far 
We'll return to my conversation with Eric in a second, but I did want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. MLB baseball is in full swing. And uh, if you're a Rangers fan like me, it's probably going to be a long season. Why not spice things up and try to make some money by using betonline.ag? They'll give you all the advice you need to begin betting on baseball games. Also, the NHL is going on right now. NBA as well as they move towards the playoffs. BetOnline.ag, they have all the information you need to start wagering today. And also, it's a site with just uh, some good news. I mean, they have injury news, reports. It's a good sports site as well. They're your one-stop shop for all your news, notes, and great advice on how to start making some money today. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports runs it, and he is first-class professional. Does it the right way. He's not going to lead you astray. He does a daily podcast, Locked on Bets. So maybe check that out if you have questions about the site and who he is. BetOnline.ag, try it today. Right. The bullpen today was was a mess. And uh, Garrett Wright actually came in and got a double play to keep it an 8-5 game after they kind of clawed in that lead. And then the next inning was, uh, was a disaster. And the game yeah. was basically over after that. So I didn't put this in our notes, and I apologize, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about Johnny Ray. Um, he's just so inconsistent, Eric, and I don't think it's as glaring of an issue now that he's starting on Sundays because you expect your third starter to be a little all over the place. But a lot of free passes today, he really couldn't get out of his own way, and that's, again, tough lineup. I mean, it's they hit everybody. Yeah, I just after a few good starts, um, you felt like maybe the starting rotation could get going. I think the biggest problem is if he if he continues to not be able to get out of the fourth or fifth inning, even if he's throwing well, then you're putting a big strain on uh, a bullpen that we we know is just not real deep and doesn't have a lot of guys that can um, hold on to leads and, and take those innings that you're leaving on the board. Yeah, yeah, you know, I love Johnny Ray, the stuff that he has. He, mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about it before, especially after that Louisiana game that he pitched. Like, he, he's a guy that, that potentially has the stuff to throw on a Friday night. But, yeah, he, he just has shown that he hasn't been, been able to have good command throughout the season. Even in the games that he has um, looked well, he still has been leaving the ball up just isn't able to locate like um, like you really need to be doing uh, if you're wanting to go deep in games. And so I think it's definitely uh, one of the disappointments so far early this season. Um, just the development hasn't quite been there. You're expecting more out of them. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I think Schloss is going to stick with them. Um, you know, like you said, there's not necessarily – a a ton of other guys that you can trust right now. Um, so I think he's going to gonna roll with them and, and just see how it goes from here on out. But you certainly would like to see him pitch uh, deeper into ball games And, um, yeah, just getting the ball down, I think, is the biggest thing that I've just seen out of him. He hasn't been able to – he's just been leaving pitches up, especially his off-speed pitches. And so, um, yeah, it's something that uh, he's definitely going to have to work on going uh, – getting deeper into the season here. And you brought up a good point. I saw a comment on Twitter today, and I try not to, like, address everything that happens on Twitter on the pod, but somebody said they don't know if Johnny can be a weekend starter. 
And, I, I mean, I'm just thinking, well, who are you giving the ball to? I, I mean, Tuesday has also been sort of a, um, a mess. I know they have some young guys that maybe you could give them a chance. But he does have the stuff. And you just – you have to hope that he can put it together as the season goes on. And when the regionals roll around, if you're, you know, fortunate to make the tournament, which it looks like they are a tournament team, that he's throwing the ball well and, and – he has a chance to, to, uh, to be a valuable starter in the mix. But I mean, the the truth is they just don't really have, you know, somebody who can come in and take that spot. He reminds me of what was the name of the? He was only there two years ago. I should know his name. I think it was like Williams, but uh, the guy a couple of years ago that ended he he was a starter against Cal in the regionals, and he started on Sundays for him. Their number three dude. He was really only in the rotation for a season. That's a good question. I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm not – it's not jogging any memory. Uh, okay. But I'll, I can – yeah, let me think of that. I'll, I'll try to look it up here in a minute. But he was a uh, – he was a good, a good pitcher, but he would struggle with command at times. And he ended up putting it together towards the end of the year and uh, actually had a pretty good start um, against Cal and gave Lodolo a chance against Arkansas, even though they couldn't get it done at least, you know, made it a little more interesting in, in, in that regional series there. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Johnny and, um, and just guys that have struggled throughout the, um, just the season. I, I will say this though. I do think um, that TCU has one of the best pitching coaches in the nation in Kirk Sarlers. And I think that, um, he has proven just throughout the time that he's been with the Frogs that guys that have struggled um, kind of in the midst of a season, he ha- he has this way of just being able to just help them get things figured out uh, by the postseason. Um, you know, I think one of those guys being uh, Jared Janzak a couple of years ago, he was coming off of an injury did not look great in the regular season uh, in his senior year. Um, And just by the end of the season, he had, Sarlu's had him um, just seemed like he was able to get things figured out. He had some command issues and um, just was able to, um, yeah, just get back to the guy that we knew that he was. And so I will say that I think that I trust Kirk Sarlus over anybody um, right now. And I think that he is somebody that has proven that to be a valuable asset to the Frogs team. I mean, this is Frog fans know this. This isn't mm-hmm. like some, you know, revelatory thing. But um, yeah, I just I feel like if if there's any issues with the staff, I do trust Sarlus to get them to figure to figure it out down the stretch. We'll close up shop in a minute, but I also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious and best tasting protein bar on the planet. And recently, uh, my wife were expecting a, a baby in June, so just a couple more months to go. And she came to me and she said, hey, I was reading that Built Bar is good for uh, during pregnancy and post-pregnancy. It, it kind of helps with uh, protein intake. It helps keep you energized. And I said, well, that's great because I got a lot of different flavors. I had her try the coconut brownie chunk, and she said, I'm not really a protein bar person. I don't think I'll like this. And I said, just try it. I think it's really good. 
and she loved it as well. Coconut brownie chunk, that's my favorite flavor. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, and you can get 20% off your next order when you do it. BuiltBar.com, only 180 calories in those Built Bars. It's good fuel for your body. It's also delicious. Try it today. Or, uh, you know, find your favorite flavor, continue to order if you're already using their services. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. No, I'd agree with that for sure. And I don't want to act like I'm picking on Johnny. I mean, Austin Krobe also had a, a rough start Saturday. It's just a hard – it's a hard lineup. It's a hard place to pitch in Lubbock. And even against Oklahoma, Ray didn't have his best stuff, but he at least hung in there and kept him in the game. And, you know, that's really mm-hmm. what you can ask for. Hopefully he can put together – Brandon Williamson was who I was thinking of. Oh, Williamson. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who who started for him uh, a couple of years ago. And, and kind of similar to Janzak, he – had a different story, but was inconsistent at times. Put things together, though, towards the end of the season. So I want to talk about a few coaching decisions. And this first one isn't really even a decision. Hopefully I word this correctly. I I, I kind of been workshopping in my mind. But TCU's approach at the plate, Eric, sometimes I think it's almost too conservative. And what I mean by that is I just – there's so many guys that strike out on three, two counts or take a pitch on a three, two count. And in the sixth today, when it looked like maybe that little rally going, they had first and second with nobody out Luke Boyers. And I'm just using him as an example. Cause this is what happened, but he went up in the count three Oh, and he ends up striking out looking. And I get the importance of walks, and I know that's a huge part of the game today and on base percentage is king. I don't know what the answer is. I just feel like there's got to be kind of a happy medium between being selective and making sure you get a pitch to barrel up and drive and not looking at strike three so much because it does seem to be something that's happened a lot with this team. Yeah, it does. You know, I I – I like the the patient approach that the frogs have. Um, it's something that, um, you know, it's something that a team like, I mean, they're not the Dodgers in 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 the major leagues, but the Dodgers have a very similar approach. A lot of their they have a lot of just unbelievable hitters, um, but they, a lot of their guys they they just they wait for the ball to come to them. They're very patient, and what it does is it it just racks up that that pitch count on the pitcher. Um, and yeah, so I think overall it's, it's a good approach, but like you said, um, the, the downside to it is sometimes you are going to look at good pitches that you are able to drive. And so, you know, I think it's something that, like you said, it's gotta be a happy medium, but I think it's something that, um, really, the the big hitters in the middle of the lineup are the ones that um, you want to see maybe taking a little bit more liberty swinging at certain pitches instead of um, some of the guys, you know, the rest of the lineup, the bottom of the order guys. I, I think that um, they know their role and they know that, like you said, you're trying to get on base. Like that's, that's the, that's the Kings on base percentage. And even a guy like Elijah Nunez who struggled lately um, is able to, to battle and to uh, take a lot of pitches and to earn some walks uh, to help out, help out the team. And so it's something that, um, yeah, it's just the way that the frogs play the game. And I don't know if there's, 
I don't, I don't, I don't really see a change coming, but it's something that's certainly interesting to, to discuss about though. I don't see a change as well. And it's, it's, it's just a preference thing. I mean, that's their philosophy. You know, last couple of weeks it's worked really well and it worked pretty well this weekend too. I mean, again, they were able to scratch cross runs. I just thought with runners in scoring position, they got caught looking at strike three too much, but, you know, it, it. They also lost a couple games, and I probably wouldn't have thought about it nearly as much if they could have found a way to win on Saturday. You mentioned Nunez. I will let people know just that they missed it. He did hit ninth today, and I don't know if that was just a one-day thing where Slosh was trying to take some pressure off him, or if that's going to be more consistent. But uh, Elijah's had a tough run lately. It's hard to start as the leadoff hitter your freshman year and stay in that role all year yep. long. He did hit a home run today. So maybe this will kind of – First of the season. First yeah. of the season, which was crazy, and helped him get back in that game a little bit. Um, so maybe that will be something that, that down the road uh, flips back, I, I would expect it to. But he did end up hitting ninth instead of first. The other issue I wanted to talk about that was um, a, a coaching slash player problem that crept up um, – in that sixth inning, when it looked like TCU was back in the game, it was 8-5. They had scored four runs in the fifth, uh, most of that coming on a Gray Rogers three-run bomb. In the sixth, uh, Tommy Sacco gets a double, and Nunez draws a walk. Uh, he had first and second nobody out, a couple quick outs, and then Zach Humphreys comes up, and he was ahead in the count. And there was a weird play – um, where it looked like they might be attempting a double steal. And the end, of, the end of it ultimately was Elijah Nunez gets picked off, which was a super disappointing way to end the inning. And I think it took the win completely out of the team's sails because they came out and proceeded to give up a, a real crooked number in the uh, bottom of the six. But Eric, word on the radio broadcast from, from our friend Chuck Lamondola was that he – he believes Tommy Sacco got benched because he, he was on second base and he missed a double steal sign. He kind of hung Elijah out to dry there. Uh, I know you watched it later on. What what did you make of that sequence? And, I mean, I don't think you were surprised by it because you know Slosh pretty well. But um, did you think that was a, an okay punishment to, to sit Tommy down after missing that missing that steal sign? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that is that's that's the big play of the day right there. You're down eight to five, but you've crawled back into the game. I think from being down eight to one or eight to two, mm-hmm. and and it, I mean, time runs is at the plate. Um, and yeah, just going back and looking at it, he looks like he's breaking, but then he stops. It almost looked to me as if he was faking that he was stealing. Uh, and then of course, when I heard that you said that. Uh, Chuck said that he missed the steal sign. Um, I mean, it makes sense why Nunez got picked off like that if he missed the steal sign. Uh, But, yeah, I think Schloss is – he's always been a guy that is wanting to push the envelope on the base paths, right? Like, I mean, TCU is one of the most aggressive base running teams that I've ever seen. And I think the philosophy is, uh, you know, when when you put pressure on the other team, especially – uh, college baseball players that it's going to help you out more that's going to hurt you. Uh, but whenever it hurts, man, it stings. It, it is not uh, a good feeling. And that was, 
I mean, that was kind of the dagger to me, uh, at least um, from my perspective, that right then and there, the Frogs had a chance to get back into it, and you missing out on that in the sixth inning, uh, that really that really did you in. And so, you know, I think that Schloss is one of those guys that if you don't do the little things right, uh, then he's going to let you know, and he's going to uh, take you out of the game if that needs to be done. And, and that's what he did today. Um, and so, yeah, it, it really doesn't surprise me too much that that's what happened. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that it went down that way, but that's the way things turned out. And the overaggressiveness, uh, you're right. I mean, we can sit here and talk about it. It does look bad when it doesn't work. But that's just who they are. And they've also made a lot of plays – uh, you know, the last few years by stealing bases and pushing the envelope and forcing the defense to make plays. Um, so that's what they're going to do. All right, looking looking ahead and just moving forward, TCU, they got eight games at home over the next few weeks, and this long road trip is coming to an end. You hope this homestand kind of helps them out, but they play Tarleton State on Tuesday and then a big weekend series against Oklahoma State starting Friday. Uh, Eric, thanks for joining today. Um, Thanks, Steven. I'll, I'll quickly ask you, did anything change for you expectation-wise based on the last couple of days, or do you still feel like this is a team that, if they peak at the right time, could, could do some special things? Yeah, you know, it's – I do try and keep things in perspective here, and um, I think the, the bullpen issues are real. Um, we've seen that, and we've been kind of wondering if that's the case, and I think, I think it is, and so um, – yeah, things are going to have to get tidied up there, but I do, I really do believe that this is, this is still the same team that we, that we had this past week. Uh, still a team that when the offensive is clicking, they're a tough team to beat, like no doubt about it. Uh, you got some good weekend starters. And so, um, yeah, I think this is still going to be a team that um, is able to definitely, you know, we'll see how it goes with hosting regionals. I know the rules are changing a little bit this year, but it, that we'll have the opportunity to do that. Uh, and when you're playing games in Lufton down the stretch, man, you never know what can happen. And so, um, yeah, I still think this is definitely a team that can, can make, make, make a run down the stretch. I'd agree with that. I mean, they have a formula to win. And it's, it's going to take their starters going deeper in games. Um, but that's not impossible to do. And they do have a pretty glaring weakness. But I think most teams in college baseball do, aside from some of the teams that TCU has run up against, like Arkansas and Old Miss, and you might maybe you can throw Tech in that category. I, I feel like we'll have to see if, if the Red Raiders can do it more consistently over the season. But uh, a lot of their losses, aside from some bad ones against Texas State and Sam Houston and Gonzaga, have been against teams that are expected to make it to Omaha. Um, and if you're – in the mix with that group, then I feel like you're doing something right. So returning home this week, uh, hopefully that's helpful. And we'll, we'll see if me and Eric are talking about more positive things next weekend. But thank you to everybody for hopping on Locked On Horn Frogs today. It is your daily TCU podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.